Swatch of Horrors. Can I just get your senses? Get your senses. I'm looking for a new peak for revelation. Yeah, that's what I did with the free um, editing software that did not work. Basically, it erased everything I recorded and it was awful. So I'm like, I'm never using free software again because, you know, whatever. That's fair. Yeah, so... Uh, some of you may recognize this voice. I have had this guest on a few months ago. Let me see. Let's go back into the archive. Hmm. Austin, Mark. Is that Ms. October? That's September? Um, it's been a minute. I'm totally on the Swatch of Horrors Instagram right now. Hint, <laughs> hint. Go follow it. I do. Oh, I know you do. Let me see. Where is your... There you are. Episode 9. Yes. With the ferrets. <laughs> I forgot that's what it was called. Yeah. Um. Let's see. The story you just posted with the clip from that episode was hilarious. I mean, it's oh. my story, so saying that it's hilarious is really self-indulgent, but I, your ferret... <laughs> ferret emojis and... You, you gotta add the ferrets yeah so it's yeah if you if you all want to know what we're talking about go to uh, swatch of horrors either on instagram or tiktok which i'm totally doing the gen z thing now Ooh. i got a tiktok it's so weird <laughs> i can't commit and i feel like i'm gonna get lost behind you will yeah <laughs> yeah it's... we we talk about it on my podcast all the time and what podcast is that austin blood sweat and careers What's it about? The, it is about multi-hyphenate careers, people with multiple jobs and multiple passions, and basically all of us who are screwed by a millennial economy that doesn't really allow us to work the same job for 40 years like our parents and grandparents did. So um, <laughs> it's, if you've got a second job or you are driving Uber while you design athleisure wear while working at Target... This is a podcast for you, and we're looking out for you. Nice. Well, uh, it reminds me, my first college job, uh, first job out of college, I was doing Uber and then I think uh, a food delivering service, too, um, here and there. That was fun. Um, I've not done Uber myself. I'm not opposed, but I also get a lot of tickets, so (laughs) (laughs) I shouldn't spend any more time in the car than I do. I don't think I don't... I, it's like a safe choice for anybody. <laughs> Speaking of tickets, like I haven't gotten one in probably like 10 plus years, but there was a cop like riding my ass the other day and it's kind of freaked out because they were on a motorcycle. And I think I was shoveling food in my mouth at the same time, which I really <laughs> shouldn't be doing this while I drive. Not, not advised, but they were like right behind me and they probably could see something in my hand coming up to my mouth. So I thought maybe they would assume I'm on my phone, which I was not. <laughs> so then I grabbed the napkin and I was at the stoplight and I think they were like parked right next to me. I didn't want to look at them. 
I got the napkin and I was like profusely wiping my nose and pretending to blow my nose so that maybe he thought I was just really sick and he wouldn't bother to pull me over for <laughs> like distracted driving or something. So it totally worked and he sped off. So nice. I totally have... privileged. I mean, I mean, not everybody's lucky <laughs> with that police right? interaction. So I acknowledge that. I got a flat tire on the freeway outside of LA oh, no. before I moved. And when I called AAA, they asked if I wanted to call the police to like <laughs> sit what? behind to like sit to wait behind me until the tow truck came because I was on the freeway. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's a good idea. And then the cop came and like on the bullhorn was screaming at me like get off the road and I was like I have a flat tire and he was like I don't care get off the road so I drove like another mile with the flat tire oh my gosh messing up my rim on my garbage car but still and then I pulled off to a gas station and he pulled up next to me and yelled at me about how I was blocking traffic and I was so just mean like, I was super rude to him. I was like well if you had just waited behind me like you were supposed to and that's the reason we called then it would have been fine because no one was going to run into you. And he just sort of like rolled his eyes and was like, whatever, have a good day. And then I had like a full meltdown after he left where I was like, whoa, that is the peak of privilege that I was just super rude to a cop. Yeah. And, like, ha and have been able to do that for my entire life. So that's, that's pretty gnarly. That's a big like eye opener and yeah, it was a big realization moment for me where I was like, eh, not everybody gets to just like mouth off to the police in Orange County. Yeah, that's that's huge. Hush. Well, huh. yeah, police. I um, I back to the freeway flat tire thing. Like, I know this is really messed up, but I like this rule I made up for myself, even though I like I don't think I would ever do it. I'm like, if I see somebody stranded on the freeway with the flat tire, I'm not helping you because I don't know how many news stories I've heard of, oh, they were just helping with the flat and they died because they got hit by a car. Like, nope, I am not helping anyone on a freeway. Like, sorry. <laughs> that seems fair. I mean, yeah. if something looked like really suspect or scary or that someone looked like they were in a bad way, like I would probably call the police on their behalf or maybe call AAA on their behalf. I don't, it's not even safe to call the police on other people's behalf. Oh, I know. <laughs> Good uh, point. Uh, I mean, yeah, I would probably, like, if the car was on fire and... Right. You know, the, no. So this is... You don't have to include this because it is way off topic <laughs> for your podcast. <laughs> but a friend of mine pulled over to help a guy whose car literally was on fire. Yeah. He had, like, two pit bulls that were going crazy. And <laughs> the guy... All, pulls like a sword out of his van because it it's like the something that he owns because he's living in the van I think oh, and okay. he's like trying to like herd the dogs away from the freeway with the sword and my friend was trying to be helpful and she's like what do you need us to do and he's like call the cops and she's like I don't think that that's the thing like <laughs> I'm terrified to call the cops for you and your sword and your dogs <laughs> He's like, give me the sword. I'll put it in my car. <laughs> She's oh like a, a blonde white woman who's like, uh, let me try to smooth the situation over for you. And they, they did end up calling the cops and then waiting until like the whole situation had been taken care of. Oh, my gosh. Like, that could have gone <laughs> way worse. So, well, yeah, we, we definitely went on a 
a weird car freeway tangent here and police and privilege talk here. So wait, is this not a podcast about freeway incidents and police brutality? (laughs) Not quite, but you know, I welcome all, all types of conversations that kind of, you know, go off into tangents, but back to makeup and horrors, right? Because that's what we're here for. That's what we do. Yeah, definitely. I'm just, I've just been like wedding planning and I think I had food poisoning this morning i'm like oh boy no yeah i'm like rona or food poisoning like (laughs) hmm i'm fully vaccinated but i understand like there's still possible you know risks and like the only thing i could think of was like i've only spent 10 minutes in the gym with the mask on and i'm like hmm i really think it was that shady trash meatball sandwich that i had (laughs) yesterday that is my ultimate like guilty pleasures like a trash meatball sandwich but to be fair, like I tried a new place that I'd never tried before and it tasted weird, but yet I kept eating it. Like that's, no. that's who I am right there. Yeah. yeah no, I, I feel you on that. It would take a lot for me to, I can't tell you how many times I've been halfway <laughs> through a meal and I'm just like, this doesn't seem right, but <laughs> I'm not going to not eat a meatball sub. Yeah. Um, I'm so gross. Uh, anyway, so. <laughs> Um, back to makeup and horrors. <laughs> <sighs> How is your wedding planning going? Do you have a makeup artist yet? You know, I don't know because I, I love control and, sure. but I also like want to look my best. So I'm like, Hmm, do I hire someone to do my makeup? Cause honestly, like the training that we've done in the past, like, Oh, pair up with a person and do their makeup. It has never been good for me. Like Mm -hmm. I get paired up because I have, I think, are you, there's a new word for it. You're not supposed to say hooded lids or shallow (laughs) smooth. I forget what the term is now because supposedly you're not supposed to use one word or the other. Now you're supposed to use this term. I don't know. But basically to describe my eye, when I open up my eyes, you can't see really the eyeshadow on the lid. I feel like not a lot of people know how to work with that. Right. Eye shape. Um, which I don't want to say is an Asian eye because I've seen non-Asian people have this type of eye too. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think. Well, you that... do look a lot like uh, Jennifer. No, what who, the fuck is her name? Who do I look like? <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> uh, oh, this is embarrassing. You're going to have to cut it all out. Uh, Why? <laughs> hold, please. Um well, you look just like Jennifer Lawrence with her eye shape. So that's, she's not Asian, but. How is that embarrassing? That's, that's the eye shape. No, it's embarrassing that I couldn't remember what her oh. name. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, in terms of her eye shape, or do I look like her? No, I was kidding. You don't look like her. Oh, I was going to say, but, you like, do, really? but that is the eye shape. <laughs> I'm like, I look like a white woman. Yes. Um, yeah, you know, it was an acting class once. I don't know why I was in acting class in community college in my, you know, 10 years in community college, <laughs> um, which uh, I'm not ashamed of. Um, yeah, shouldn't be. Yeah, they did an exercise where they're like, okay, let's pick which what each person, like what celebrity this person looks like. And I guess the the idea of that was to envision like what type of parts you would go for maybe. Mm-hmm. And to really like see yourself in you know, Hollywood, whatever. When it came to me, like no one really had, um, I think somebody said America for Ferreira, I think. And I'm like, really? Like, I don't know if I look like her, but. That's a stretch. 
Uh, yeah. So I really probably just like, I think at this point, Emma's like, I don't look like any celebrity, which probably means I should never be on. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's how messed up my thinking was. Like, well, like, it's not even, I don't even see how that's a helpful exercise. Like, who you <laughs> look like? Who cares who you look like? And also, when people ask me who I, if someone is like, you know who you look like, it's like a hard stop. I'm like, I'm not interested in the rest of that sentence. So you can just move right on. And the last time, I, I had to have told you this story because I tell everyone this story, but I was working at Macy's in Chicago and uh -huh. a girl who I was not friends with, who worked at a counter that was not near mine, like we had not spoken before. She came up to chat with me and was like, do you know who you look like? And I was like, not interested. <laughs> she was like, no, no, it's good. You look like that guy from Family Feud. And I was like, Richard Karn? <laughs> and she was like, no, the other one. And I knew she meant Louis Anderson. And I was like, no, I actually don't look like Louis Anderson. So thanks, have a good day. And she was like, you know who else you look like? And I was like, are we really? And she was like, you look like the baby Grinch. Which I think was more hairstyle related. But we, I don't, she, we were not friends. I, I, was I like, don't know how you look I. like baby Grinch. I did, the hair or, the hair was very Anderson. Um, okay, but but also no, I don't look like Louis Anderson. Like, no, you at, don't. Like at any point, like <laughs> that's just like a rude fat joke. And like Louis Anderson and I are two very different types of fat people. <laughs> I'm sorry that happened to you. <laughs> so Speaking of me, I compliment. Don't don't be like you know who you look like. Like, you know, you look like Jennifer Lopez. Oh, thank you. Great. Thanks. Like, okay, great. Um, <laughs> it's funny because I, I really think that uh, I think I talked about this in. a Oh, it was my guest spot in this podcast called Homo and Training link in the bio. Um, the episode is called What Even is Beauty? And I, this is the first time I've ever seen anybody who I think might resemble me. Uh, her name is Molly. Molly Mann. M-A-L-Y-M-A-N-N -N or something. She's a model for this clothing brand called Entire World. And when I see her, I feel like she looks like me with no makeup on at like super young. It's like a super young version of me with no makeup on. And I was like, oh, I can kind of see myself in her. Now I don't feel so bad about myself. You know, <laughs> she's a model. But um, Right? You look just like that Molly. Molly man. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, back to makeup. Um, yeah, and I heard did you hear about the Chicago and um the Chicago in Macy's? The Macy's in <laughs> Water Tower in Chicago, I guess got closed down I guess oh, a few really? months ago or something. Yeah. It's like one I of the main ones on I Michigan can't tell Avenue. if I'm surprised. It was such like a garbage store. Like <laughs> there was never anything there. I don't know. Like, That's a tr it's a tricky mall too. Yeah, it was like twenty stories high, and, and yeah, so there like wasn't very much on each floor. It felt like it was such a chore to get anywhere in there. <laughs> it went from like one amazing. store to another store that you'd want to be in. It was just like a lot of extra stuff in between. Yeah, for some reason, when I think about like that whole Water Tower Mall, what's that artist name? Escher. <laughs> MC Escher. Yeah, there we go. Like, I feel like I'm in one of his, like, drawings. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. escalators on every wall. <laughs> yes, and exactly. <laughs> but, 
Okay, today we're going to talk about two horror stories. We're gonna, I'm going to tell you mine because I've been wanting to tell this story for a while. I just needed somebody to tell it to. I didn't really want to be like a solo podcast on this one. But Austin has one that he's going to share with us too. So doubled up beauty horrors in one episode. So um, as you may or may not know, um, Austin, Mark is a, you've been in the game for like 15 years, right? Makeup artistry. It might even be 16 years this year, which is wild. I feel like I'm a hundred, but yeah, I've been doing makeup for a long time. <laughs> and um, right now you're based out of Salt Lake City-ish, right? Yes. So I brought my business from Los Angeles to Salt Lake and did nothing with it for the past several months that I've lived here. But actually, I'm just now kind of getting back in the game and put out some advertising stuff to start new clientele building here. And so I have a home makeup studio and I'm doing makeup lessons and like beauty makeup stuff and weddings and all of that. So I'm excited to be back doing it. It feels right to, Yay. I feel like I'm back at home. Well, if anyone's in the Salt Lake City area, hit Mark, <laughs> hit Mark, hit Austin up. <laughs> I was like reading your last name. <laughs> <laughs> it happens a lot. OMG. Okay. Yes, check me out in Salt Lake, Austin Mark Makeup, uh, or onsitebeautyprofessionals.com. That sounds very professional. I'm very professional. <laughs> okay, so as you may have experienced in your time of retail makeup artistry, Austin, sometimes, uh, just telling our audience, sometimes when you work for a brand, they will send you to a like, quarterly training um, sometimes it's in a hotel. Sometimes it's like a one day thing where you're just like in a conference room. Um, this particular time, I was lucky enough to spend some time in a hotel in L.A., which for me is not very much of a far drive. So, um, yeah, this is my horror story about my roommate that I was stuck with at this makeup training. So. And people should know that. It, in any other industry in general, if your job is putting you up at a hotel, they don't force you to room <laughs> with strangers, but the makeup industry is notoriously cheap for that sort of thing. So I think I know where you're going with this because I've I didn't even been, think of that. I've been forced to room with many a stranger on a work trip. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I didn't even think of that. That's a great point. So... Basically, okay, I got there late, right? And I'm talking about like 9 or 10 p.m. Because I think I worked that same day or something like that. It was something I had to do. Basically what I did, and I'm pretty sure I did. This was years ago, so I'm really trying very hard to, you know, speak of this based off of my memory. I'm pretty sure I told my like manager person or whoever was in charge of the coordinating, like, hey, I'm going to be late. Um, you know, can you let my check-in know or like, can you let the front desk know or my roommate know I'm going to be there later? And, um, you know, thinking everything was okay. I check in about 9 or 10 p.m. and I get to my room, right? I'm like, okay, I have my card. I knock on the door and then I scanned my room key and tell me why there was a latch on the door, right? Oh, <laughs> privacy privacy they should have put, put a sock on the doorknob 
oh, that probably would have been, um, you know, I probably would have gotten the hint, but they didn't. So I'm like, okay, they got a latch. No problem. Like trying to be safe. Okay. So I'm peeking my mouth through the little door gap and I'm like, hello. <laughs> like It's me, roommate, trying to get in. Silence, nothing. And I'm like, louder you know like uh hello like i'm you know i was nice about it but right finally and i think there was a doorbell too there so i I was ringing the doorbell like what the fuck like finally she comes to the door and i can't remember what weird excuse that she had but okay just to give you the lay of the land it was a mini suite so as soon as you walk in there's like a living room area like a a lounge area Mm -hmm. then there was um, a room to go into the bedroom, which was two queen beds or something like that. So then I finally walk into the the bedroom area and I put my stuff down by the bed. And um, and then she's like, oh, my friend is here. I'm like, oh. OK, <laughs> I'm looking around, Austin. I don't see anybody. Oh, I'm like mm, and I see light coming from the bathroom door. And I'm thinking, okay, ill. Like, why are they in the bathroom? And why did it take you so long to answer the door? And I'm thinking, okay, she's got a friend in here, and he's probably like uh, cleaning off his uh, jizz stains, whatever. <laughs> in my mind, was she dressed? I think so. Yeah, it, it, I didn't really like get the impression that anything was happening Mm -hmm. except for the fact that there's a guy in the bathroom and they took forever to answer the door awkward Uh, yeah next thing you know he comes out and he's like hi and i'm like i cannot remember what i said or what i did but i can tell you i probably had this look of like disgust on my face and like (laughs) surprise (laughs) like are you really having somebody a guy over on a business trip when you're assigned a random roommate right like, that doesn't make sense to me. Like, I, okay, I can probably understand if you have the room to yourself, but you have a freaking roommate and everybody is told that you you have a roommate. So, right. yeah. So, basically, if you can guess, my impression of her was like she was trash. <laughs> and it's such. Are you kink shaming her? Maybe no. That, maybe that's her thing. Maybe oh, she, you know. Oh, my gosh. Maybe yeah, she I'm, wanted to get caught. Maybe. You know, I'm such an awful person. Yeah. And so <laughs> I did not mean to kink shame her. She probably wants her roommate to know and, like, see something happen and assume. And that probably, like, totally got her off. And I'm totally sorry for kink shaming her. So, <sighs> so already off to a bad start right and what sucks is that i was so looking forward to meeting someone new and having a fun night getting to know someone um you know in a totally platonic way like you know i hate when people are like oh girl sleepover like no shut up like (laughs) like where can you really go from here at this point when this happens i mean what would you have done like I don't know. It's so uncomfortable. Like, what did you get the impression that he was planning on spending the night? Um, I don't know. I just got the impression he was like there to bang and like bounce. Right. I don't know. Um, and the weirdest thing was like she was from up north and we're in LA. So I'm like, hmm, you had to like, like, what is the situation here? You know, like, right. It's not like you had like a, 
it's not like you were coming from outside of LA, but your boyfriend lived in LA and he was coming by the hotel to see you. Like she was coming from out of town and had like yeah. out of town booty call. Yeah. So I don't know what that situation was. I don't know if maybe she lived here before and then like, I don't know. Anyway, um, so I was just like, at this point, I didn't want to associate with this person because I just already felt like we didn't have anything in common, like have some decency, you know. And then like small talk was already awkward the whole entire time. And um, luckily, I was still in school. So I brought my laptop and I just went to the lounge area and like did my work there and stayed away from her. Um the next day after training, some of us met up for drinks and I wasn't drinking at this time. And I think because I was like on antidepressants. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like quit drinking for a year. So um, blah, blah, blah. I went to a museum and got some ramen by myself and I came back and basically I came back um, pretty late and she wasn't there. She took all the cute spa toiletries. <gasps> And I know we were given both, like, each a little satchel of cute, like, name brand. Like, this hotel had a name brand toiletry. So I was super stoked on trying, like, some, you know, samples of some name brand shit that I probably would never buy. So rude. And she just stole them? She stole them. And so, like, I'm like, how am I going to wash myself? Like, you took all (laughs) the stuff. And so... I basically had to call room service and ask for another set because I had nothing to wash my ass with. And she took it all, you know, like so rude. Was it bliss? Were you staying at the W? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) You don't have to put that in, but yeah, that is the rudest. I, Ooh, yeah. I'd be really upset. So mad. I'm like, you stole my free shit. Like my soaps so mad i think she came back really quick and she was like i'm going out and i was like all right see ya okay tell me why bitch (laughs) no okay tell me why why did i stay up late waiting for her wondering if she was coming back okay mom yeah (laughs) like you're like there with the light off like (laughs) tapping your toe sitting in the chair by the door sitting in the chair in the dark yeah and um (laughs) coming home awfully late aren't you (laughs) so i think i'm just like a paranoid person like i'm i deep down inside i care about people's safety too so i'm like um she's not back it's 12 o'clock midnight um i was legitimately worried about her i knew she was from out of town she mentioned having some friends down here i'm like okay cool but you know she goes out and she doesn't come back Like, you would think she would call or leave a message to tell me, hey, I'm not coming back. Don't worry. I'm not dead. Like, I know she she can't. She doesn't need to report to me. I'm not her mom, not her boyfriend. But I've just, I just feel like if I'm not coming back, like, just say, I'm going to be nasty out in the streets. So don't worry about me. Like, (laughs) which is totally fine. Like, you can do that. Like, I have no, like, no judgment. Right. Like, we've all been nasty. (laughs) <laughs> me more than most people but oh. yeah i get it <laughs> i mean i'm not gonna judge you if if you want to stay out and do whatever you need to do but you know this is how murder mysteries start like and she never came back true that yeah and get this she comes back at 6 a.m stop <laughs> no she, and, and 
I'm not a morning person for starters. Um, she Same. rings the hotel doorbell. No. It, like disrupts my sleep. Okay. Thank I'm pissed. <laughs> I, you know, because one, I stayed up waiting for her ass, which I really shouldn't have. But I think I just, I don't know. I don't like the feeling of somebody coming back and I'm asleep and I'm going to get scared. I don't know. Like, who knows? I was just weirded out. <laughs> <laughs> So oh. she's like ringing the bell profusely and it's 6 a.m. I wake up. I'm like, what the fuck? So we start to get ready for our day because training starts like at nine or something like that. Right. And, you know, you have to put makeup on. You have to look on point. And especially because the higher ups are there and it's important to, you know, make a good impression and look good and represent the store, the counter that you're from, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think you mentioned like before we got on, like at your last gig, you were like dressed to the nines, right? Like, oh yeah, everywhere that I went at my last job, I wore like a suit. I carried like a nice bag. I wore nice shoes. I had like one of my brooch collection brooches on my lapel. I was always like l- trying to look like somebody <laughs> so that <laughs> no one was gonna question my motives. Like, oh, obviously he he knows what's up. And the one time that I went to a training with that company, I was fully dressed and every other account executive in the country who was at that training was in like yoga pants. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> no wonder I'm treated so well because I act like I'm somebody. But it's it's true good, though. It's if you, a trick if you for your life. Yeah. yeah. So was she just like a super hot mess at the training all day? I didn't pay attention to her because I think I was just like elsewhere. Um, but here's the here's like the other weird thing that was happening. So, you know, she gets back and we have to get ready to look nice and get ready to go to the training. At this point, I'm like, I don't even want to be in the same area as her. So I'm just going to take all of my makeup and get ready in the living room area. And basically the door was open to the bedroom and she was getting ready on her bed. I was hearing rihanna's love on the brain playing from her cell phone and i'm like okay she's listening to music whatever we're getting ready next thing i know i hear like (laughs) like sniffing i'm like okay homegirl has allergies or something whatever then it turns into like gasps and then sobbing like (laughs) while she's listening to rihanna I don't want to comfort you. I don't want to ask you if you're okay. I'm just going to pretend I don't hear this. (laughs) (laughs) I would have been like, well, bye. I know. And I, oh my God. Then I peek and I see her like through the door, you know, the door's open. And she's like literally trying to blend out the bottom liner while she's legit crying. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like that's, that's (laughs) not working. It's a lot. It really is a lot. And normally, you know, normally I would be like, are you okay? You want to talk about it? Like, you're good. You're, you're, you know, get it, girl, whatever. No, I'm like, she was having a moment and I'm like, this is weird. You were like, like, you brought this on yourself. (laughs) Whatever's going on is your own fault. (laughs) Miss, bring a rando in the room and then stay (laughs) out till 6 a.m. No wonder why you're crying. Like, come on. Like, the stranger that you boned at a work hotel not <laughs> end up being the love of your life? Like, was he an ex? Like, he... I was like... 
<laughs> was he like, you got to go in the morning? Like, you need to get out of here? Like, did he kick you out? I don't know. Like, Did your bad you... choices come back to haunt you? Like, are you really crying to this song? <sighs> of all songs to cry to, I'm like, okay, there's, I, th- there could be a better one to cry to. Like, I don't know, Coldplay Trouble or I don't know, something. Just, <laughs> I wouldn't cry to a Rihanna song. It's just not me. I don't know. What's a good crying song for you? Like, um, All By Myself by Celine Dion. Um, yeah, Celine Dion. I feel like there was either like I a can get behind that. Ellie Clarkson song that was really popular when I broke up with my first boyfriend. Since you've been gone. Or the first boyfriend that I cared about anyway. And I was just like, every time it came on the radio, I was a wreck. Yeah, I can get behind that too. Kelly Clarkson. I Yeah. yeah. I cried to her like... I don't I don't want to call it a daddy issue song, but that's what it is. Ooh, it's like, it, uh, it is a daddy issue song though. I think yeah. she, she wrote it about her dad. Yeah, like you I don't know what it what, let's look up the lyrics, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> because of you, I never strayed too far from the sidewalk. Oh. Or whatever it is. That's she a good did, one. She did a duet of that with Reba McIntyre that is on my regular playlist. Hmm. Because of you. Oh, her dad died. Or were you talking about a completely different song? Um, I think like, it's I different. Okay. We're going down a spiral here of Kelly Clarkson. Okay. It's <laughs> song. It's a really like sad song about Oh, Peace by Peace. Yes. Oh. Okay, I, I know that one. I think there's like two versions. I think there's more of like a sad like piano one and then there's probably more of a poppy remix, I think, yeah. but well, that was not at all the song I was talking about. But yeah, Because of You is a good one, too. Um, since you've been gone, I, I just love that song. It's so, like, scream at the top of your lungs, preteen song. Right. Kelly Clarkson is adorable, but I wish she would get a better makeup artist. Her makeup on her TV show is regularly problematic for me. Really? I haven't even noticed. I don't it's even always, know. like, a very, like... They're contouring real hard, obviously, to try to compensate for face weight. And I'm like, just let her have a fat face. Like, she's like one of the greatest singers of our generation. Like, let her be fat. We don't need to like draw on like a dark brown fake jawline and cheekbone. God, speaking of bad like makeup artists, have you seen um, Megan McCain's hairstylist? Like, it was a big thing on Twitter a few weeks ago. What? <laughs> I try to avoid her at all costs. What? No, but what had happened with her? What show is she on? The View or something? Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to share my screen with you. <laughs> Please do. I just saw a super cut of her. It was like th- three straight minutes of her being like, my dad, my dad, my dad, my dad. Like, we get it. Your dad was oh, yeah. important and you are not. Wow. <laughs> These like two big bun things. But that's not the worst of it. Where's the bad one? This one is my favorite. It's like, what's that dinosaur? <laughs> it's a dinosaur with like the nose on its head or like the bump on its head. It looks like I'm going to say like these. Ooh. <laughs> what is that? These hairstyles seem like I'm going to go ahead and just say racially insensitive is how I actually feel about this. Really? Like, I don't these think these hairstyles anybody has... are not for you. But I don't think this like I don't think these hairstyles fit any race. <laughs> well <laughs> No, but like this big that the big like top knot braid thing, like <laughs> the, there's a, a there's a lot of cornrows going on. I'm 
It's just like, oh, yeah. It's like a giant, like, cornrow down the middle, but it's like... No. It's like dinosaur-y. It is very dinosaur-y. It's like a dinosaur viking. (laughs) Dinosaur. I hate her. I hate her so much. Even when she's, like, doing the right thing, I hate her. (laughs) Poor Megan. Anyway, um, back to crying to Kelly Clarkson. (laughs) We're going off so many tangents today. Um... A, the, a piece of her I can't even talk today some of the lyrics are like um, basically she's talking about her her man I guess mm-hmm. like he never walks away he never asks for money he takes care of me he loves me um, he restored my faith that man can be kind and a father could stay oh like <gasps> oh. <laughs> I want a father that will stay <laughs> I cry to that song. I'm like, oh, my dad. Oh, my my so, dad. So did the roommate stop crying eventually? I don't know. Uh, let me see. What do my notes say? Because I totally wrote this. Was this like a day two of the training? Like you had, she was crying to go to, to work? Yeah, this was, I think, the last day. Oof. So probably even more of a plot plot spin or whatever you call it it's probably like the last day she'll ever see him again um, <laughs> and then she's gonna fly up north again and they're gonna part their ways forever Ugh. and I you know. and i know a lot of the same people i wish i knew who this was i don't even know she i, I don't know but um yeah she was having a moment i'm like this is weird and i was just ready not to be around her anymore so i'm like putting on my makeup minding my own damn business and low-key, I was kind of jealous at everyone else for having such fun roommates. And I, because I thought, you know, we'd have fun too. And it would, you know, not be this awkward situation. But she really didn't seem like she wanted to talk either. So, you know, she wasn't very personable. And I don't know if it's just because, like, I walked in on you having a dude over. Like, right. she's embarrassed. Oh, I figured, you know, we couldn't relate. And she pissed me off with all of her inconsiderations, like, the dude and stealing my toiletries and I, she didn't make me stay up all night, but basically I thought she was being murdered. (laughs) And then she disrupts my sleep at 6am when I could have slept in another hour or two, you know, that's basically my story of how I got paired up with someone at a makeup training. So I had like a totally other story in mind that I can also tell, but that like just now reminds me that I had, obviously like a series of rooming with strangers throughout my career of retail makeup trainings and some Mm -hmm. of them were like awful and some of them were actually pretty amazing the awful one because it's a shorter story is that I got (laughs) paired up with the national trainer for the brand that I worked with at the time and if anyone worked for this brand uh, they would know who it was because he had like the worst breath in the world like (laughs) truly like as though he was just like dead on the inside and just like not a very likable character and I had to room with him and I would just stay into the lobby I'd stay in the lobby until the last possible second that I could like to try to start falling asleep and then like rush to the room so I could just like go to bed (laughs) like just to avoid like just to avoid any conversation I had, like, a pair of those giant Beats headphones at the time, and I wasn't even listening to music, but I would just, like, keep them on so that he wouldn't talk to me. 
He's like, I don't want to make small talk with you. I don't want to be friends with you. You are the worst. Like, <laughs> he was like universally disliked. I he did makeup on more than one person for their like first training in the stores, and then they were like, I don't want to work for this company anymore. Oh gosh, <laughs> bad. He was really bad at makeup. Um, but I <laughs> actually had an amazing experience rooming with a stranger. Uh, in San Francisco once I went for this like huge event that brought everybody in from around the country uh -huh. and I was I took a red eye worked all day and then went to the hotel to check in after work and the national artist at the time cut in front of me in line to check in she was like I'm just gonna be real quick and check in, in front oh of no me. I was like okay rude and so she checked in they were like they asked her if she wanted one bed or two in her room and she said two because i think she was rooming with somebody um or i don't i don't know if she was rooming with somebody but she asked for a, a room with two beds and then i checked in after her and i said i needed a room with two beds and they were like uh that lady actually just took the last one <laughs> and i was like okay well i did not come to this city that i don't live in to sleep in a bed with a complete stranger. Because oh, no. I was rooming with someone who I'd never met before. Like I knew his name, oh, it was on gosh. the email. But I was like, I'm not going to sleep in the same bed with someone from the no. company who I've never met it's before. Weird. Like figure it out. So they left and they came back. And this was at a very <laughs> fancy hotel. And they were like, um, okay, well, what we can do is it, there aren't two beds, but we can put you in the presidential suite um, and it has multiple rooms and like there's pull out couches. And I was like, I guess that will do. You're like, and I need free breakfast. Right. I would like a fruit basket, please. Oh, fruit basket, and... champagne. And... <laughs> so I went up to the room. It was fully twice the size of my apartment in L.A. at the time. It had there were like three bathrooms and they all had bidets. And that was like before people mm. had bidets at their houses. And... It was super, super fancy. And then the guy never showed up. So I got to stay there by myself. Wow. It was a spectacular stay. So That is so cool. I would gladly stay in the presidential suite at the Park Hyatt again. Nice. Well, that's an awesome story. I wish that happened to me, but no. Didn't. Right? No, you just had to room with some hoe. Oh, <laughs> like an, emo she an emotional... I mean, really, what could the, what could have the story have been? Like, you're from up north. You're not from L.A. You had this guy here, and then you don't come home. Anyway, I think we're just bashing her too much. <laughs> She's probably a lovely person who I probably know and I'm friends with on Facebook. I just don't know who this is. Anyway, tell me about your horror story. You, I know you have one about the fashion world, right? Yeah, so I actually have a horror story that's not like a bad client horror story, but I have like a horror story as a makeup artist. Where Welcome all beauty horror stories. Yeah, this yeah. was a super big deal for me. I want to say it was my first runway show that I ever did. A friend that I worked with at the company I was working for, he had the hookup with somebody who was booking artists for runway shows and he asked me if I wanted to do a Badgley Mishka like couture runway, like bridal runway. And I was like, that this sounds... is the biggest thing I've ever done. Yeah, that sounds was, big. Yeah, it was super exciting. And it was at the, it's like uh, the Skirball Center in Los uh -huh. Angeles. And it was 
amazing. Like the show itself was incredible. It was beautiful wedding dresses. They opened the runway show with a ballet. It was nuts. But they were also doing a, this was for like bridal week, I think, um, like the, the fashion week for wedding dresses. And they did a split show with another designer and I can't remember who the other wedding dress designer was. It wasn't one that I had heard of before. And then afterwards, when I mentioned it to people, they were like, oh, they're big too. But so the other designer, their dresses opened the show. And then Badgley Mishka had their show, had their dresses as the like the final. And so the girls were going to come backstage, change clothes, go out in the Badgley Mishka dresses. And then the show was going to be over, which would be fine. Like, the thing about runway shows is that it always seems like it's going to be like the most amazing thing as a makeup artist. And that's like your big dream of a thing you can do, but they're super, super stressful. It's like six or seven hours of work for 15 minutes of what actually happens. And it's not like, it's super intense. And the most intense part is that it is not about like your time to shine and show your skills as a makeup artist. It's literally recreating somebody else's vision to a T, like they show you the exact look that you have to do. And then you have to do that exact look on your model, regardless of whether her face looks like the model that they did the (laughs) demo on, which I also have stories about, but for another episode maybe. And so the designers who had the opening dresses wanted natural, like light brown eyeshadow, like very, like very bridally looking makeup, okay, which was super easy. And then Badgley Mishka wanted like heavy black smoky eyes. Oh, obviously these are both looks that I can do trying to switch from a neutral eye to a black smoky eye while a girl is getting changed. And then, <laughs> and it's, there was at the same uh, time, maybe three, I'll be generous and say there was a three minute turnaround time. Like they came back, they had to change their dress and they had to get their makeup changed within three minutes to go back on stage. And in that time we were supposed to change the eyes. The person running the show was like, we're going to keep this super easy. We've given you each like a sample jar pot of black cream eyeshadow. (laughs) So you just need to like throw that on and let them go. Wait, is this like an editorial eye or like they want it to be polished and... So I guess there was like a little bit of confusion because <laughs> I I fully understood what they meant. Like you have this cream eyeshadow and in that three minutes while they get changed, you have to put give them like a blown out heavy black smoky eye with a cream shadow. Makes sense. It, it seems like half of the other artists maybe, like a full half of them, thought that the instruction of like throw on the black cream shadow was like just that like jackson pollock her eyes like a like a swipe on each lid and then let her go (laughs) so i were like waiting like waiting for the girls to come back and they start to come off the stage they're ripping the dresses off they're putting the new dresses on all of us get to work as fast as we can And then the girls line up to head out and Mark Badgley like locks eyes with me after looking at the model who's first in line, who has literally just like two 
uneven black smears of shadow on her lids. And he like looked at me and was like, fix this. <laughs> but what, it wasn't yours to fix it. No, it wasn't me. He, he was just like, he was like, fix this situation. And I was like, yes, sir. <laughs> and so I stood you there. You looked very capable, I'm sure. Yeah. I just, I think we, I was the first person that he <laughs> made eye contact with. <laughs> so I like ran to the front of the line and I had like a, like a eyeshadow brush in each hand. And what, and I was like double blending eyes at the same time, like wow. as they were walking, it was super exhilarating, but really like a super nightmare of like, it's me and half of this design duo who make some of the most famous wedding gowns in the world. And like, it is my job to make this thing look like it's not total trash. Fix it. <laughs> did you fix it? I did. They, and the photos turned out incredible. I have some really cool images from it that I love. Nice. But it was so scary because it was just like. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. It was a real fast learning curve and. It was a cool thing to do, but it was so scary to be like, this whole thing is falling on me to like fix this before it goes out. <laughs> Otherwise, all of the images that will be in like the knot and all of the wedding blogs and all of these Instagram accounts and all of these magazines is going to be like super jacked up, like punched in the face, black eyes. Very editorial, like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it would have been one thing if they even came across as editorial, but it really was just like... Bad. If you had 10 seconds to do a smoky eye and you didn't have a mirror and you could only use and your And you fingers. did it with your feet. Yeah. That's, that was the full vibe. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was, it was, it was wild. Super stressful. And then I never got paid, but that, wasn't, that was even... not Bachelor Misco's fault. That was the person who ran the show who like... For months, I tried to hunt her down to be like, hey, did you ever pay me? She was like, oh, uh, did you send an invoice? I'm like, well, you didn't ask me to, but here one is. And she was like, all right, well, I'm in Bali right now, so I'll pay you when I get back. And then she was just like, oh, conveniently on an international vacation for the next eight months. And I was like, yeah, forget it. Mm, eat, pray, loving her life away and mm -hmm. not paying you. For real. Awful. Well, that sucks. You have to work for free. It's not. That's a horror <laughs> story too. Yeah, and that's working for free is horrors. the horror story of the whole industry. Like, I don't think that's legal. <laughs> it shouldn't be, but I did a lot of work for the experience and exposure back in the day. Not something that I am still doing. Thankfully, I'm like trying to figure out what appropriate prices are for Utah brides because it's. The trend here is not what it is. Not LA pricing. In, my coastal elite pricing is not holding up here. So people are like, oh, wow, that's really expensive. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm like a reasonable person. I don't have to charge a million dollars for a bride. But also, like, it is a day of my life. I'm I'm worth it. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> we'll see how it shakes out. Interesting. You should um, check out, I've had her as a guest like a few um, episodes ago. Her name is um, Kathy Huen Kabiko. She does um, bridal coaching business. I, I can't even say this right. She She's a makeup artist who specializes in also coaching people with their bridal business. 
Oh, cool. Yeah, episode 21. So um, I like her stories and her little um, highlights that she does. That even though I'm not in the business, it sounds, even when I talk to her, she really, really sounds like she knows what she's doing in terms of, like, makeup bridal business and stuff. So That's very cool. Yeah, we out. had a guest on Blood, Sweat, and Careers a few weeks ago who owns a foundation where she talks to women about money and I think she has nail clients too but the business is focused on like getting women paid what they need to and mm -hmm. she had like the most fascinating information on how to like get what you're worth and how to invoice people in a way that reflects like what you're worth like, even if you are giving people things for free you should still send them an invoice that shows all the free things that you gave them she's mm -hmm. like really really amazing information and it was so like as someone who's been an independent contractor for 15 years I was like wow this is all good information like I'm taking notes nice yeah I gotta check that out I don't think I caught that episode but it was, uh, I will check that's out. our um eh, the episode is called making money moves and the woman's name was Jen Ewan okay um I'll so yeah, that that's out. a good one for anybody. All you makeup artists who are listening, it was yeah. really, it was general information about anyone who's an independent contractor, but anyone who like wants to get paid, it was a yeah. good <laughs> Getting paid is nice. Right? Yeah, so thanks for coming on and uh, sharing your horror story and listening to my horror story <sighs> of fun roommates in, uh, <laughs> on business trips. Well, thank you for having me and thank you for sharing your story. And uh, where again can we find you? You can find me. My makeup stuff is Austin Mark MUA on Instagram. I'm also at Blood Sweat Careers on Instagram for my podcast, Blood Sweat and Careers, and my makeup company that I started and then we had a pandemic if you haven't heard. Really? <laughs> but, uh, you hmm. can all you can find some great information on my my company website, which is onsitebeautypros.com. Uh S-I-T-E on site. Cool. And yeah, we offer virtual makeup lessons, which is super cool. Like through Zoom. I, we do makeup consultations and like going through your makeup bag and telling you what to throw away. And it's a lot of fun. That sounds like a really helpful service. I've had a lot of people ask me, like, when should I throw this away? Or is this bad? And I'm like, yeah. The answer is always yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm to the point where, like, if I have, like, a jar item, like, I only dip in it with either a Q-tip or something clean. Like, I don't put my fingers in um, jar stuff anymore because just the thought in my head is, like, it's just gross. Yeah, that's smart. Um, yeah. So thanks again for joining us. I'm I'm feeling like hot now. I think that I need more like Pedialyte. <laughs> Nasty sandwich that I had yesterday that I just had to keep eating. No. Well, I hope you feel better. <laughs> well, talking to you definitely helps. So. Oh. Yay.